And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. The Athletic. I'm sorry, you can sit there and look and play with all your silly machines as much as you like. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! Brilliant! And time, and time again. Break up the music. Charge a glass. This nation is going to dance all night. Soccer Saturday obsessions. Kevin Keegan and his meat. Decoding the punditry of Roy Keane. The purest co-commentary of all time. Jamie Carragher's Mesut Harland dicks. Random footballers' names in songs. That didn't play for Sam Allardyce's Bolton but really should have done 11. You're just a shit player, X. Che giocatore! The purest essence of Ali McCoist and a titanic quiz finale. Brought to your ears in 2021 by The Athletic, this is part two of the very best of football cliches. We raise the curtain for the new season in August with a celebration of one of football's finest sub-sub-genres. This is every Soccer Saturday roving reporter update ever. That's right, Jeff. That's Team X's fans you can hear celebrating over to my left. The equaliser we thought was coming has arrived. The first goal Team Y have conceded in over six hours of football. And weirdly passive-aggressive manager Ray is absolutely furious. I couldn't quite see who got the final touch, but it's journeyman striker B who's claiming it. His fifth goal of the season, a long throw from Grizzle player coach C from the right. The ball pinballed around the Team Y six-yard box for what seemed like an age. Until journeyman striker B, who turned 36 on Thursday, doing what he so often does, took the ball away. The heavens have just opened here in vague English postal district, but those away fans who've travelled 600-odd miles for this one, some of them are up at 4am, they won't care about that. Still 18 minutes to go here at charming 113-year-old Stadium Z, and it's game on. 1-1! Into September, the traditional award season for the food supply chain industries and a frankly sensational turn of events. Thanks to Stephen McClay, who alerted me to the fact that the 2021 Meat Management Industry Awards were hosted last week by Kevin Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> that alone is that alone is great. Those that collection of words alone are great. But there's more to preview the event, Charlie. They had a little interview with Kevin Keegan on uh, on MeatManagement.com, and. Uh, they said they were proud for him to host the awards and they spoke to him about mastering the barbecue and the psychology of taking first place. Sounds interesting. Um, I'm not going to go through this in great detail. I'm just simply going to give you the questions that they asked him. First of all, Kevin, what attracted you to hosting the Meat Management Industry Awards? 
<laughs> what an opening gambit. <laughs> Sensational. Um, what did he say? Awards nights are such good fun because people are being selected and rewarded for what they've done that year. He's basically, that's the Wikipedia page that's, for awards night. Yeah, that's, that's fairly vague in general, Kevin. So good warm up. Nick, this was the second question. <laughs> What's your view of the UK meat industry's performance during the pandemic? Um. It's coped very well with it. <laughs> you keep hearing that there are going to be problems of reading things in the papers, that some supplies are going to be affected. But it seems the meat industry always survives. And sometimes you wonder how. <laughs> it keeps reinventing itself. <laughs> We're living in times when people are looking at meat and diet and every industry is under scrutiny. But from what I gather, the meat industry has coped with the pandemic very well and seems to be coming out the other side even stronger. What an answer! What an, not phoning it in at all properly cares about it. Is that why he was doing it? I mean, does he... He seems like he does care. <laughs> Next question. Tell us about your favourite cut of meat. I'm a steak man and I like to barbecue. If anyone has supported the meat industry this year, it's been my family. With the good weather, we had a run of about five barbecues in six days. I would say that steak is my favourite, but I like a lamb chop and a sausage on the barbecue. My God, they hired the best man. I thought, I genuinely thought he would half-ass this, Charlie, and he hasn't. Five and six days is so good. What a run! I want to know on which day that run ended and with what. Like, guys, this is too much, isn't it? We can't have a barbecue again. <laughs> One sweet corn on the barbecue, yeah. that's it. But there's something so joyous about this, because he could have easily said five in a week there, but no, mm. he said mm. five in six yeah, yeah. days. That's a goal scorer's logic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely right. <laughs> Next, we gave Charlie Eccleshare's unrivaled ability to approximate absolutely any form of footballing punditry the sternest test of all. It's a very precise form of punditry The as the player warms mm. up with the camera take, following him before the game. It's kind of slightly bigger picture stuff, isn't it? It's kind of at this moment in timey kind of punditry. Yeah. So I thought, OK, I'm going to play you 30 seconds of generic warm-up audio and I simply want you to fill it you can pick any you can pick a imaginary generic player of your choice I just want you to fill 30 seconds for me in the most pundit style you can hit it yeah I like him a lot as a player um you know he's someone I watched a lot in league one last season and I think he's got what you need he's got the pace he's got the athleticism now it's just about refining a few things you know and can he be a bit more consistent you know can he do that every week but the raw materials are, are most certainly there, and I think he, he is someone who um, who can definitely kick on. But you know, he has to start doing that and, and showing that on the pitch. Very good. Is that, Andy <laughs> that was yeah. Yeah, good. <laughs> See the hip or Don Goodman. I couldn't quite work up. Then I got it in the end. Yeah, yeah. Little Hinchcliffe and Twang there. Yeah, very good. Yeah, it's just basically add. Dave, it's all about sort of adding things to a player's game, isn't it? And if he can do this, he's going to go on to be a sort of top top player. Um, yeah. It's just a very specific type of punditry that you've really got to get into gear. And always positive, I find. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And just about not nailing your colours mm. enough to the mask to be caught out. Yeah, exactly. You just open, it's open <laughs> questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's good, could be better, essentially. But you're right, it is overwhelmingly positive because, I mean, I guess that's why. They it's pick kind of out someone, don't they, who's 
Not yeah. the main story, but he's been bubbling away. And I'd say the, about as negative as it gets is he's had his problems. You know, we, well we documented. All know that. Yeah, well documented. But I think he's, he's over those now. He's ready to kick off. He needs on. to run the games. You know, if it's <laughs> about staying injury free, and if he can do that, then there's a player there. Very good. Very good indeed. Really enjoyed that. And glad you stepped up for that. After yet another of his controlled Super Sunday implosions, it was time for the Football Clichés podcast to finally, definitively and officially decode Roy Keane. We've spoken about Roy Keane's punditry on this podcast quite a lot, Dave. It Almost to the point where it feels there's nothing left to say about Roy Keane, the pundit. Um, he does what he does. It's often very entertaining and often very sincere. I don't think it's completely an act. Um, but I feel like it's time to decode Roy Keane, the pundit, a little bit. Um, I'm not saying I'm alone in spotting this, but I really enjoy when he gets so annoyed by what he's seen that he kind of just sort of um, boils down to simply barking out instructions to nobody in particular. Um, here's, a little, here's a little selection from the, from Sunday afternoon. Get hold of it. Yeah. Sprint to people, get hold of it's it. Make it stick, knock somebody over, create an argument. Start shouting to people. But get to the ball. Stop this shot. Put your body under there. <laughs> <laughs> so Create an argument. I mean, it's pure punditry, isn't it? No other fluff. Simply telling players what to do without them being able to hear you. Perfect. <laughs> One theory, I guess, Charlie, is that we, we, we're looking at a very frustrated manager here trying to um, kind of try impose his will as, mu- as much as he can on a game. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. I mean, I don't... I, I want to see... What did create an argument? Is that just like... Have a this row with someone. Uh, Harry Kane, the captain, not really sort of digging into these right, teammates. Right, okay, enough, yeah. Which I guess it yeah. probably So, enough. yeah, okay, so it's that. Be be more confrontational. I, I can really imagine Roy Keane. I don't know if he's got kids. I, I think yeah, he does, yeah. He probably does, yeah. yeah. Sort of using this in a domestic situation, but like telling the kids off, like, come on, get Clean up, your yeah. make, tidy make your, your bed, clean the room, Do come job. on, come on, it's 10 a.m., get up. <laughs> Um, we could apply this. Uh, we could apply this next um, level of Roy Keenness to perhaps his his domestic life as well. Um, once he's run out of instructions to bark out, um, and uh, he doesn't want to let anybody else have a say in the studio, he basically ends up having an argument with himself by doing a little pretend voice. I quite mm-hmm. like this too. This idea when teams do well, for, oh, they don't well the first half. Doesn't matter. We're a goal down. We've been a bit lucky. We have done all right the first half. <laughs> Rubbish. Rubbish. Admittedly, not a mountain of evidence, Charlie. <laughs> but um, I, I still do quite like his kind of um, yeah. pathetic little voice he does to, to try and present a counter argument before, before completely slapping it down. What, the, the imagined, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great construct. It is. I mean, I, I I would happily employ it every day of my life <clears throat> yeah. for anything. Yeah, I mean, well, I often do, and I'm writing. I'm imagining. Well, what's the most like snarky commenter going to be saying at this point? And I have a very in my head, very specific voice for that that I then try and slap down or think, oh yeah, maybe they are into something. Next up, a thoroughly enjoyable moment from Newcastle's trip to Watford in late September and the purest piece of co-commentary of all time. This is BBC Radio Newcastle's John Anderson um, reacting to Jacob Murphy squandering the chance to win the game for Newcastle and it's sensational. Just to run and does, can he play a colleague through? It's Jacob Murphy released, Murphy one-on-one, Jacob Murphy to win it, Now, Dave, obviously, uh, on the face of it, this is utterly sensational, but I put it to you that there is absolutely no other type of finish that could have elicited that response from John Anderson. Yeah, it was pathetic, wasn't it? 
Like it, yeah. and I, I was screaming at absolutely at top top of my lungs to Peter Atibo, who was the, the 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 player chasing Jacob Murphy. I was just bring him down, foul him, take him down, take him down. <laughs> We're all Roy Keane <laughs> yeah, at this moment. Just do it. Just yeah. just it's the last minute. Just just do it. Do the Solskjaer again. You know when he did that. Um, but yeah, and then I was convinced he was going to score. He, you know, freedom of oh, the half yeah, and right. any any sort of firm contact of the ball probably would have been. He tried to do a little pathetic little dink. Well, yeah. I mean, Nick, what type of finish could anger a, an ex-pro from the 1980s more than an attempted dink finish in the latter stages of a game that's delicately poised at 1-1? Yeah, and our, uh, our, our colleague, Alan Shearer, on uh, Match of the Day said something along the lines of just put your foot through it. Just, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no other, there's no other rational or reasonable response to, to that kind of finish. I think just, yeah, just put your foot through it. Early October saw the Clichés Pod proudly reach the milestone of 100 episodes, and which better student of the game to dig into the previously undug niche irritations of football than Jamie Carragher? Now, before we get onto your third and final hatred of football. I feel like this is a fantastic climax to episode 100. It just feels like what Football Clichés has been building to all this time. It's, it feels like you've reached into my brain and taken the one thing that I didn't think anybody else cared about. Tell us. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's supporters clapping and loading a striker because he runs to the corner flag to block the opposition's centre-back playing it down the line when he's basically in a bit of trouble. And the ball then goes out for a goal kick. And everybody's happy. The fans are delighted. The strikers, you know, he thinks he's done his job. And the and, and defenders thought, oh, you got me out of shit there. Mm. You have a goal kick at you very much. I was right in the corner for I didn't know what to do with it. It's unbelievable. And you just don't, it's un, it's like, you see the striker, you're just thinking, let him play it down the line. He'll give it away. And you've got a chance of scoring. But no, he comes running across, trying to impress the crowd again. And he does impress the crowd. He gets that big cheer, that big round of applause. And everyone's happy. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there should be a whole hour of Monday Night Football dedicated to this. It's 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 one of the, it, I, I wouldn't call it a, a scandal. You can, is there a player you can think of who would do that? My, my first thought is Paul Dickoff. Yeah, he was a, he was shout. he was an incredible closer downer. Yeah, that sort of just I, I could imagine Jamie Vardy doing it. Yeah. ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, I just yeah. I, Strikers that just don't want to give Those up. Those strikers who, who we describe as nuisance is a nuisance. Exactly. Would, would Andy exactly. Johnson, yeah. the, Ever the Everton and Palace yes. striker, can imagine yes. him doing that? And, yeah. and yeah. but also yeah. I can imagine yeah. someone just go back to what we we're talking about before, then following that up with a like whipping up the crowd with their arms as if they've yeah. like really yeah. achieved yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> but it's got to the point now where if I'm watching my own team on TV and and certainly in a in a particular circumstance where they're chasing a goal. And you can kind of understand why a player would do that, why a striker would do that, want to lead from the front. But before that situation even happens, when I see that this situation is about to unfold, I am essentially shouting at the screen, don't you touch that ball. Yeah. Don't yeah, you yeah, dare. Yeah, yeah. And there's so much that you could do. Charlie, there is so much you could do in this situation. You could pressure them right up to the point where they kick it so that you're making them make a rash decision. You could, you could shape your body so that it kind of doesn't want to go anywhere that you don't want it to. But do yeah. not... Concede that goal kick. It is. It is the. I mean, goal kicks are already the crappiest part of football. Do not concede a goal kick in the worst possible moment. I'm so annoyed by this. I'm yeah, so no, annoyed. I know. Just let just just let them slice it off. It's the the only thing worse than that. I think is the that whole, like that thing where a defender's going nowhere and it's like don't foul him, don't foul him, don't foul him. Please don't foul him. Please don't shove him over. Oh, and you shove him over. That yeah. is like, oh my god, why have you done that? 
It was copyright infringement all round in October as we examined how some increasingly obscure footballers had managed to shoehorn their names into various forms of popular music. Sensational scenes also in my DMs recently. Dave, listener Henry Worth wrote in, said he and a friend have been quietly amassing a collection of songs in which footballers' names suddenly appear out of nowhere. Um, he offered a couple of examples, the best of which was this one. Um, I, you already know about this, so Charlie, this is a quiz for you. Which former Premier League midfielder's name appears in um, Stairway to Heaven? Can I hear it again? Yeah, sure. How, uh, oh, how can you not hear that? It's amazing. Here we go. Mirawal, I can't get it. Is that... This is so right, weird. Come on, it's, how, it's like it's like a magic eye. It is like a magic. It's like a. It's come like on, a... look. I'll try and sing it. Mirawal Fellaini. <laughs> yeah. The weirdest thing about this is that of all the people I've sent it to, fifty percent just don't get it. Like they're like, what? And maybe it's that fifty percent, Dave, that they kind of, they know the words too well, so that they just they can't see the wood for the trees. I guess there must be <laughs> some so psychology weird. here. Yeah, I don't know. It jumped out at me as soon as you sent it around the other day. Did you not see it, Charlie? No, but there are lots of ones I do. There are various ones. But now, now, now you know. Now you know the name. Let's hear no, it one more time. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I really ram it home. <laughs> Yeah, can't unhear it now. Well, if we play it one more time, you have to pay royalties to Led Zeppelin, so uh, (laughs) (laughs) definitely can't hear it again. Dave, this is for you. Tom Rostant says, it sounds a lot like Eminem, says the name of a former Tottenham legend in the middle of Lose Yourself. I think that's slightly more tenuous. (laughs) He's saying Ledley King, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I I did say it was going to go up. Intenuousness, at least. Next up, I've always thought this too, but Rob Stokes has confirmed it. He says, listen to this and tell me the second verse doesn't reference former Oldham striker Frankie Bunn. This is London Grammar's Sights. Wonder where your heart came from. What have you done, my only Frankie Bunn? (laughs) It is Frankie Bunn, isn't it? Whose name I always get mixed up with Frankie Fielding. He used to play for England under-21s a lot. Future England goalkeeper, Frankie Fielding. Yeah, yeah. What have you done, Frankie Bunn? What have you done? He's got himself sent off with two bookable offences in the space of five minutes. What have you done? <laughs> um, the lyrics, I should say, is my only friend, keep on. But it doesn't sound like that. So, But um, one of those wonderful moments where someone confirms something that you only thought you thought. Um, next up, uh, I'm not familiar with this one. This is the Guillemots and Trains to Brazil. But Richard Winton says uh, the opening words are almost certainly the name of a long-serving German manager. <laughs> Good. Really good. good. <laughs> um, some of these are very incidental. I realise um, that we are close to the bottom of the barrel here, but I don't care because it's thoroughly entertaining. <laughs> really like this one. Charlie, the opening line of Circle of Life, says Adrian Green. Uh, well, you can just hear it, can't you? <laughs> this is a big one, though. This yeah. is. 
Yeah, this is... Uh, this is well-established, isn't it? Yeah, this is probably the most established one of all Very well-established, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they say it again, just for, for extra emphasis. But yeah, really good. Cam, no clip for this, you'll just have to use your imagination. Cam R493 says, I used to think I predict a riot was actually angled into Reyes, as in crossing a ball in towards <laughs> Jose Antonio Reyes. Absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> why, right. why would he He's think lying, that? isn't he? He didn't think that. People who say they thought things but didn't really. I mean, you know, thoughts. right era, I suppose, mm. but still. Angled into Reyes. <laughs> That's right. Angled. I, you wouldn't use the word, but still, fine. I like it. Um, back into clip territory now. Nick Elliott, Charlie, says, in the Blink-182 song Stockholm Syndrome, there's a lyric along the lines of victim of this that catches the ear of any self-respecting football fan as a, um, well, I suppose we could call him a journeyman wingback now. Contagious Victor Moses. That's yeah. brilliant. Absolutely. Um, next up, Dave. In Himes the Wire, says Jack Lewis, um, it appears that they suggest a disliking for a Barcelona goalkeeper. And try to change my mind, and not intentionally, I know it's hard to hear you see it, but I can't bear to stay in, I just know, 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 just don't like him playing out from the back. <laughs> he's, he's, Always just, a silicon He's just dodgy man. for me, under a high ball, <laughs> getting into him, because he don't like it, he don't like it. So, uh, can't bear to stay in. Can't bear to stay in. <laughs> I just want you to pepper him with shots. Uh, but yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, two more for you, I promise. This one came from Simon1927, Ian Woodcock and Dion Byrne, Dave. Drake's Find Your Love, it appears, is actually a song about when you really need special dispensation to sign an emergency goalkeeper. I better find your loving. I better find your heart. I better find your loving. I better find your heart. <laughs> bit of a tapping perhaps <laughs> it is that does break your rule but it works so well Almost. that it really does just sound like you're saying it yeah i just wanted to yeah. say special dispensation to be honest yeah um finally <laughs> uh, <laughs> tony tet says at one minute 38 of hallucinate by dua lipa uh i'm pretty sure she says the name of a former tottenham and arsenal striker yeah, no complaints there. I think we can all agree that that, that fits That's perfectly. That's very good. No, I, I haven't got, Dave, I haven't got, got Dave hasn't got it. Former Arsenal and Tottenham striker. Okay, one more go. Listen again. No, I haven't got it. Also Man City. You're my Adebayo. one, my favourite, my Adebayo. Not, it's not working for me. But Interesting. again, you know, we all have our we all have our kryptonite. Ones we just can't get our heads around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is like your Marrow and Fellaini, isn't it? Um, yeah. Oddly enough, I can see them all. Maybe I'm Neo from the Matrix. I don't know. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. 
Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Brought to your ears by The Athletic. This is Football Clichés. Our next guest for Mesut Holodix was actor, voiceover titan and Leeds fan Ralph Ineson, whose love of pre-match Ellen Road cheeseburgers gave way to perhaps the dirtiest laugh ever heard on a semi-mainstream football podcast. Tell us about your third love of football. Enjoy this one. I just love a burger van cheeseburger on the way to mm. a game. There's... It's the kind of thing that I just wouldn't put anywhere near my mouth or my stomach uh, in in 99% of the situation. <laughs> but there's just something about the excitement of going to the game, having a few pints of fizzy lager before and on the way to the game. Just It just turns that that weird, weird kind of sweaty, almost, burger uh, <laughs> thing. It's you know, of undeterminate meat as well. I've got no idea what the meat is. <laughs> The cheese is, is properly rubbery and, mm. and there's never lots well, a long way from a cow. Uh, and so, yeah, just it just it just turns into the food of the gods in that particular situation. So, yeah. I, uh, before we examine this in a particularly footballing context, um, the way you've described it, it makes me realise that there is no, there's no, it's a very specific form of hunger, mm. the kind of two or three pint hunger mm-hmm. when you're on the way to something. It's the cousin of a late night kebab, that uh, pregame mm. cheeseburger. When you've, you've, you've had you've had a few drinks and you're just you're so so hungry and that cheeseburger is incredible you're describing the onions for me elevate it as well that smell of onions as they kind of waft towards you and you're right it is it is legitimized by the fact that it's before a football game and you're right if you if you ate that and it's like a kebab you know if you ate that or a kebab for a lunch you know as of a tuesday afternoon you'd be like what am i doing with my life totally legit there 
the fundamental difference between a kebab, Ralph, and the burger of which you speak is that the thing about these burgers on the way is that they're, they're almost less than zero texture. It, you're, yeah. you, you just go straight through it. Yeah, there is absolutely. nothing there. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. A, yeah, mm-hmm. it's That's kind nice of onion, oniony, salty cotton wool that just kind of goes <laughs> in and yeah, just absorbs some of the lava you just took down. Interesting one for you here, Ralph. Tom Woodhead. You may be familiar with this. I don't know. He says, I present to you Ellen Rhodes' famous Meal Deal One. Do you know about this? <laughs> no. Okay, let me let me just uh, give you a snapshot of the... Uh, this, this is on the stadium concourse in the bowels of Ellen Road itself. Uh, does Ellen Road have bowels? Yeah. Is it a Bowley Stadium? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, 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 the magnificent new East Stand, as we still call okay. it, even though it was built in 2000. Uh, yeah, say. that's quite Bowley. Here's a non-exhaustive uh, list of the items available. Meat and potato pie, £3.10. Chicken balty pie, £3.10. Cheese and onion pie, £3.10. Peppered steak pie, £3.10. Burger, £3.70. Cheeseburger, £3.90. Interesting selection. But if you're feeling a little bit more adventurous, there's Meal Deal 1, which is pint and crisps. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. About 50. Excellent. Good deal. <laughs> Good deal. Excellent. That's lunch. Yeah. Uh, Tom Woodhead rounds this off by saying, there is no meal deal too. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, Into November, and as one era was about to end for a curious form of football consumption, it seems we all underestimated the depth of earnest feeling about the state of Soccer Saturday. Jeff Stelling is heading for the Soccer Saturday exit door after 25 years, Dave. There was a surprising amount of sincere opinion about this. Twitter was awash with genuine, serious opinion about the forward direction of Soccer Saturday. Um, I found it fascinating. People got genuinely irate about this um, for Mm. some very obvious reasons and some less so. Well, I think that there are probably a fair amount of people out there who are kind of very much ready and, you know, hoping to turn it into some sort of culture war style, decrying the loss of their Soccer Saturday because of the kind of the way that Letizia, Tomo, and some of those guys have uh, left in the past, which was with a which, which was with a bit of bit of unrest. Whereas the fact that Jeff came out and very 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 pointedly said, "This is my decision. I'm still on good terms with Sky." Did it on air and kind of shunned the applause and said, "Right back to business as usual." Kind of took away that opportunity somewhat for people to go as mad as they, I think, they want to. I mean, it's, it's mad, James, that we're even even skirting around the concept of the optics of the <laughs> of the host of a football show leaving his job. He is sixty six years old, but sixty seven mm. by the end of the season, if we want right. to put it in pure football speak. Yeah. Um, so it's not like he's, you know, I, I don't think there could really be any suggestion that this is before time. You've been doing it for twenty five years or whatever yeah. it is, and I'm not saying he couldn't do it for any longer. That job must be incredibly hard and it's incredibly stressful. Hard. It's mad how much he knows about football. How much research must that guy do during the week to know like? The names of all the centre forwards of every single team, you know, to be able to just kind of reel all that stuff off. And, you know, I'm sure he gets a lot of help both during the week and on the day. But it's mad the amount of work he must be into that. It's crazy. Let alone that. Dave, the show itself is six hours long. Six hours. It must be now. How bored of football must you reckon he must be by now? Just fed up with it. Don't care anymore. 
no, I'm, but that, that's t- testament to the job that he's done. He does still pretty much still delivers it with the same enthusiasm um, as he did 25 years ago. Whatever. It'll be actually it'd be really interesting to go back and watch like the, the first one of the yeah. ones from the first season and see how different it, it is. I and how he different was, he sounded. I guarantee he played it much straighter back then. He was yeah, much business like. But that, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. he kind of he grew to own it, and that's absolutely fine. But James, as I said, a lot of people took this incredibly seriously and treated it like the manager of their club was leaving and, and what happens next and how to reflect on it. Um, let me offer a couple of observations, <laughs> some nameless observations, I should say. First one. I I just, it, I've just got an image fast forwarding to next season. Somebody gets the, somebody gets the, gets the gig and Merce is going, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably eerily close to the truth. Anyway, uh, this was the first observation. I'm thinking it will be Julian taking over from Jeff Soccer Saturday and Adam Smith going on to Soccer Special. Kind of this, establishing this line of succession. <laughs> like the boot room at Soccer Saturday. <laughs> Genuinely, I'm convinced. I'm 99% sure this was straight-faced, sincere observation suggestion. Dave, I, I really enjoyed this one. They say, in hindsight, Jeff should have had a number two on screen with him, then do a natural handover. What the what? fuck? <laughs> what? Doesn't matter. It's just a TV show about football. It's going to be yeah. okay. The baton does not need to be passed, that literally. How would that, how would that have worked on air? Just I mean, sitting actually, there, ha- saying having nothing. a second person yeah. just sat there. Uh, yeah. You may notice that I've got um, someone sitting next to me today. Uh, just ignore shadowing. them. They're just shadowing. With a laminated folder of, uh, of ways to talk about goals being going in. I don't know. Um, but as Dave suggested um, a moment ago, the discussion around Soccer Saturday inevitably had a kind of culture war strand to it. Um, this was my favourite one. Let me compose myself. Someone tweeted, Soccer AM... Question of sport, league of your own, soccer Saturday, all been absolutely ruined. What the fuck? Hidden expletive face. (laughs) Someone replied saying, live at the Apollo. (laughs) (laughs) What's happened to live at the Apollo? What? Question one, what has happened to live at the Apollo? As far as I understand, it's exactly the fucking same. And two, why could that possibly matter? (laughs) Live at the Apollo. What's the matter with Live at the Apollo? Our next guest for Mesut Harland Dicks was former Manchester City and QPR centre-back Nader Manua, whose brains I was very anxious to pick about one very specific form of elite-level defending. Frankly, the highlight of my entire life is being able to discuss with the Premier League defender the art of shepherding. Tell yes. us, what, how satisfying is a shepherding? Oh, shepherding. What, what a moment that is, you know what I mean? You don't really get a ton of these as a defender, but when you can get it right and you get it right at home, oh, the standing ovation, never seen anything like it. The key bit is what's the pace of the ball as it's mm. going out towards the byline? Because you see those ones where the pace isn't, isn't quite right, isn't quite right, and you're wrestling someone. But all of a sudden, they can just whip round you. But if you if you if the pace is strong, you can look so alpha in that situation. No, <laughs> God, come with me. Come on, let's let's walk this out together. And the attackers like having a go. No, come on, come on, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Round of applause. Thank you guys. Thank you very much. We're going to take a goal kick. Thank you. It's been it's been great entertaining you. In late November, we examined the art of the ironic football chant, and in particular, its crown jewel of "You're Just a Shit Player X." Now, we're all familiar with the chant, you're just a shit player X. 
Charlie, which always something of a cheap shot. And also you always get the sense it's not very well researched. This one, it's always off the cuff, isn't it? It's, it's very similar to the you're just a you're just a small town in vague right, geographic yeah. region X, which is never well researched, as we've established before. Mm. But Richard Munro writes in, he says, I was at QPR versus Luton on Friday night. QPR fans were chanting, you're just a shit Jack Grealish to Henry Lansbury. Surely the player who the chant is aimed mm. at has to play in a similar position slash style to play at X in You're Just a Shit X. Can't just be the hairstyle. I think he's on the right track here. Yeah, I think there's a lot to unpack there. Also because often the joke is that you're saying, you know, it would be more to Jack Grealish, You're Just a Shit, Henry Lansbury or <laughs> yeah, someone who's that's not, a you know. Extra level of irony, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Because otherwise, yeah, you're sort of, well, there's an element of truth in it and the humour yeah. comes from... <laughs> yeah. Almost a almost a compliment for for, for Henry yeah. Lansbury, really. <laughs> Just in the same breath, you know. If I if I have half the career that Greenish has had, <laughs> it's actually true. It's actually true. This is really good, Dave. On the aspect of. Does the player need to play in a similar role, similar position, or is it just a vibe or a look? I kind of think it. I think I think you can get away with the vibe, mm, okay. because oh, I think okay. I think you can because yeah, I don't. Whilst Lansbury and Grealish are, are not similar players in in style, Lansbury's the you know what central central midfielder of, of sorts, isn't he? But I think that that's yeah, that's not the point. It is. I think it is. Yeah, you know, you've got your hair, you've got your hair band, and I don't know whether he's copied the low socks in this latter stage of his career but I think that's the point I think it can be either I mean I think like either work as it can be the position or if they're a similar style of player or yeah if, if they look like them no but if it's I'm not a... if you take right let's let's imagine that they don't look anything alike why would like no yeah, you, I agree you, you could say to them, anyone yeah, like well if pick... they look, if they look anything alike if say Cristiano Ronaldo's United are playing at third a third a league two team and the league two team have a cult striker I think it would be legitimate to say you're just a shit. We've got a, our League Two striker in the yeah. sense that they're both attackers, and it's, the humour is just coming from the fact that this guy's not very good. We're talking here about like one of the best players in world football. No, sure, but you wouldn't pick a a random a random attacking player from the Championship and just pair him up with a random Premier League player in the same position just because they're in the same position. If there was no obvious, I think visually is the thing because that, that's the obvious link. Yeah, I'm getting Whereas one round pick, by this. If yeah. you pick, say, I don't know, like Bradley Dack of Blackburn Rovers and paired him with Scott McTominay or Fred <laughs> or someone, like just, you know, just a central midfielder from a decent team or just Rodri. It's just a shit Rodri. Like, yeah, it's too, it didn't work. What's the, what's, the, what's the link? There has to be something visual, I think, or yeah. some obvious connection. You I need reckon. a few more syllables for a start. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Football Clichés podcast pre-Christmas obsession was all about when co-commentators spot a legendary former player in the stands. And what a fruitful strand of podcasting content this was, by the way. Um, I'll tell you what I do have appetite for, and that is Que Giacatore, David Walker. <laughs> um, last week, we um, speculated about whether our friends on the continent care as much about players being spotted in the stands during a live game as much as, as, much as we do. We gave this following hypothetical situation about our friends over in Italy. Um, but I feel like in Italy there'd be even more reverence as well for the, there, there feels like such a healthy respect for the past that the kind of that equivalent of the oh in a, imagine a Maldini I mean they'd probably really yeah. bother wouldn't they what a player he was but yeah I don't think you need to him but some some grizzled centre back that we don't that we've never really heard of yeah just a, yeah it's, it is reassuring but with Mal, it, Maldini it would be like oh he was alright yeah yeah <laughs> not bad was he didn't he, didn't he yeah. play a bit whatever happened now, to him 
I, I want to be truly triumphant here to, to introduce this clip. I have to, I have to, I have to say, this wasn't our Italian commentating friends, but it's as near as we're damn well going to get. Thanks to both Isaac Williams and Smithy for this, because 66 minutes and 25 seconds into Udinese versus Milan on BT Sport on Saturday night, this happened. What a player that man was, eh? Left back, centre back, club and country. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> Delighted. Dave, a, gr- a great delivery, wasn't it, Dave? Of all people as well to be delivering that, Nigel Spackman. Mm. Our final unprecedented but highly worthwhile audio montage of the year saw the entire 90 minutes of Manchester United 3, Arsenal 2 on Amazon Prime being reduced to just the purest essence of Ali McCoist. It really is, to be honest with you, Peter, to be honest with you. I tell you what, to be honest with you, I really did. That's really a low King Rashford. Good pressing from Maguire, it really was. It certainly it's is. Some bypassing. I'll tell you, it really was excellent football. It really is. <laughs> stop it! Just, just stop it. That's that's just that's obscene, Peter. That really is. That's just magic. What a what a player. What a goal scorer. Silly numbers. It really is. I've got to shave. I'll tell you right now. I've got to shave in any way, shape or form. He's something else. He really is. <laughs> it really is. I've got to shave, Peter. I really do. I really do. <laughs> he certainly has. And finally, a glorious 2021 for the Football Clichés podcast was capped with the now traditional Clichés quiz, which this time saw defending champion and suspected fraud Jack Pitbrook up against highly rated challenger Charlie Eccleshare. No spoilers here, just the greatest question in football quiz history. 13-10 to Jack Pitbrook. It's shining through. But I feel like Eccleshare's got plenty left in the tank here. And you'll need it. Boy, will you need it. Because it's 13-10 after four questions of round four. But question five, it's sudden death again. It's sudden death again. Jack, you are leading, and that means you get to go first. Here we go. Have these players ever played for QPR? Benjani? No. Correct. Charlie? Paddy Kenny? Yes. Correct. Jack? Yunus Kabul? Yes. Incorrect. I know. I know. It's, it's basically the reason for the entire round. Are you kidding? I can't believe it. I had to check Oh my God. It. In, fact, in fact, I'm so unsure, despite having it checked it about a thousand times, that he, that he, that he didn't play. It's just, it's absolutely astonishing. He played for Auxerre, Tottenham Hotspur, Portsmouth, Tottenham again, Sunderland, Watford. Didn't play for QPR. It is, it is astonishing. Oh my God. He's the epitome of this phenomenon, Charlie, wow. isn't he? That, yeah, I mean, wow. Charlie, you can claim the points with this one. Timu Tainio. Fucking hell. <laughs> this is so arbitrary. No. No is correct. Yeah. Timu Tainio did not play for QPR. Charlie claims the points for question five of round four, and that's five points to you, Charlie. That means you have regained the lead. And you lead 15 points to 13. 15 points to 13. Um, Just to run through the rest of what we could have seen in that round. Kieran Richardson, that's a no. Federico Makeda is a yes. (laughs) Fabio Barini, no. 
Fitzhall, yes. Luke Young, yes. Don't remember. Kieran Westwood, no. Kieran Dyer, yes. Sebastian Coates, no. No. He scored a spectacular <laughs> no, goal against them. That's all I had in my so. head. <laughs> DJ Campbell, yes. Jermaine Defoe, no. 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 Pavel Pogrebniak, no. Pedro Redding, scored a, yeah, that's it. I think yeah, he scored exactly. against them, didn't yeah. he, as well? <laughs> and scored against QPR a lot. Uh, Jose Bazingwa. Yeah, yes. very badly. Yeah. Leroy Fair. Yes. Jack Rodwell, Diamancy Camera. Both no, knows. no. Paul Koncheski. Yeah. Right on the borderline. Must right, on that, right on that borderline. Yeah. Andy Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Kenwin Jones. No. Yeah. No. Aaron Hughes. Yeah, surely. Surely. Yeah, he was a yes. And uh, my last one, I'm, I'm almost in a, in a way pleased it didn't get this far. Hugo Rodiega. No. no. <laughs> Good. Good. Reassuring that you both agreed Fucking on that last bull. one. Oh my God. I know. I knew all the other ones. Oh. Goodness me. Right. Well, here's the situation Charlie Akushay leads 15 points to 13 going into round five, the final round of the Football Clichés quiz. And that's your lot for 2021. We'll be back with a bang in 2022 with more adjudication panels, some potentially spectacular guests for Mesut Harland Dicks, more clips of Richard Keyes and Andy Gray from Doha, some excessive interrogation of innocuous football phrases, and much, much more. Thanks for listening. The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.